Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski. This is Growing in Grace, another podcast. We do these weekly, about 15 minutes each time. And growingingrace.org is where you'll find all of our past archived podcasts. Hundreds of them on there. Lots of things. You know, you'll probably go back and listen to some of the early ones and then some of the more recent ones toward the top of the list with the higher program numbers and realize that uh, we've done some growing in grace, too, over the years. And as we talk these things out and communicate with each other and, and share the, the good news, begin to grow in our understanding of it, you'll notice the difference. Joel, I'll bet if we go back and listen to some of those that uh, were probably recorded five, six, seven years ago and realize how far we've come since then. Yeah, I think, you know, not only has our delivery become better, but definitely the, the stuff we talk about. I mean, I do still like listening to some of those old ones. And I even when I go back and listen to them, uh, I get a lot out of them. And then I do find some things that perhaps I'd say differently these days or maybe I don't agree with as much. But yet it was part, part of the foundation of what got us to where we're at here these days. And so I think it's all good. I mean, uh, the verses that we talk about, the subject of grace that we talk about, <laughs> it's just so wide that I think we're going to spend a whole lifetime trying to figure this thing out. But uh, in the meantime, you and me, as we've shared a lot with a lot of people, and as I've been trying to tell some people lately as well, we're just trying to um, share our hearts. And hopefully some of the things we say will be food that helps people in their thoughts to grow and grace themselves. Yeah, I guess you're saying that sometimes we even disagree with ourselves when you go back and listen to those old ones. So. I could have some good arguments with my old self. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, wonder which one. one of us would be the more mature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the high road. Sometimes I just agree to disagree with myself. So and that's a lot of fun. But uh, all right, Joel. So uh, have you been dedicating your life to God here recently? Have you been giving your life to God, or are you sacrificing your life to and for God? Because this is really what he wants from you, right? He wants your life. Am I right about that? That's right. I have been spit-cleaning myself. I have been polishing myself, making myself without spot or blemish before the Lord, doing my utmost, doing my best, uh, so that he is pleased with my life. Yeah, that's working what out I've been doing. You? Horrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> you think God is maybe a little disappointed with your effort? He's way disappointed with my effort, and uh, I raise my hand. I admit it. I confess. <laughs> I'm going to need to do some animal sacrifices or something. <laughs> well, the, there, there is a better way. For those of you who are trying to figure out where we're going with this, there is a better way than you trying to do all of that stuff and f always feeling, almost always feeling like you're falling short and, and just feeling like maybe God is not pleased, uh, not satisfied with you and your desire or your effort to try to um, make some sacrifices for God, devote your life to Him, because that, that's what a lot of people think. You know, I, I saw something the other day where, where somebody was talking about how it, we may not sacrifice animals to God anymore. 
what we sacrifice is our, our very own lives. That that's what God wants from us. He doesn't want an animal sacrifice, but He wants our lives, our, our very life. And uh, tell me where I'm wrong with that one, Joel. <laughs> well, where should we start on that one? Because I think one of the big themes of the gospel, Paul talks about it in Romans and in Galatians and Colossians and Philippians. Paul talked about his life, you know, before he knew Christ. He talked about how he was righteous according to the law, how he just was so, one, this awesomely wonderful, great law keeper, God would have been really, really, really pleased with him and how he had presented his life to God. But then Paul turns around uh, in Philippians and uh, he says, that was what I thought was gain. You know, that was gain to me. But what I considered to be gain now I count as loss. And in fact, I had to consider all of that as dung, as rubbish. It was no good. That's not what God wanted. And that surprises a lot of people. And, and that's kind of where we're heading today is that the whole idea that is it our life's our efforts at living good, our efforts at keeping the law, our efforts at making ourselves spotless and without blemish before the Lord, is that what God's looking for? And uh, right there, we just saw one example of where um, the person who wrote the most about the grace of God says that's not what God wanted. That's not what he wanted. So what is it What is it we're supposed to be trying to do then as, as Christians, as believers, if if we're not supposed to be dedicating our life to God, might I suggest that it's, 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 it's not about us dedicating our life to God. It is everything. The gospel is everything about God giving his life to us. He doesn't want your life. He wants to give you his life. And that's the big difference. You know, I, I think it was in Colossians. You died, Paul said in Colossians 3. You died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so, so many times in the New Testament, especially under Paul's writings, we see the phrase, in Christ, or in Him. And that's where we are now. By being in Him, we are in His life. We died. He killed us at the cross. And resurrected us with Christ. So it's not about our life. God's not interested in that at all. He wants us to experience his life. Yeah, exactly. And so let's, if someone thinks that, you know, we're kind of straying here uh, and, and wondering what we're talking about here, let's, let me just back up just briefly and talk about why it isn't our life that God wanted to be dedicated to him. And uh, just real quickly in, um, in Hebrews 8, the writer of Hebrews talks about the first covenant having not been faultless. In other words, there was a fault with the first covenant. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them, and then he goes on to talk about why the new covenant was given. It was because he found fault with the people. Because, and if we go uh, to Romans 8.3, what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. You know, the point in all this is that human beings presenting their lives to God, the only thing that God found with that was fault. People could not do that. 
if they tried to keep the law, if they tried to keep their lives spotless and without blemish before the Lord all by themselves, God only found fault with them. And so there was nothing that, ma- that we could do to offer ourselves to God because God would never be pleased with that. And so like Cap was saying, in Colossians 3, it talks about how we died and we were raised together with Christ. And uh, you know, before that, in Colossians 2, you know, Paul talks about how uh, we were dead, you being dead in your trespasses and, the, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, the law was against us, that was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So what he did with our life was he killed it. He nailed it to the cross. And in doing so, we were uh, buried into Christ's death, and we were raised together with him. We were made alive together with him. That's what. That's why we're talking about all this. That's why we're saying that God didn't want our life, but he wanted to give us his life, and that's what happened uh, with the cross. You know, we go back to uh, Galatians, one that we've covered many times, and, and I, I love a good rerun, Joel. Some some reruns, I, I can't get enough of them. I can watch them over and over again because they're so funny. Uh, mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't necessarily funny, but it's it's good news, and, and it's fun. And uh, it goes back to uh, Galatians chapter two. Paul said, "I through the law, through the commandments, I, I died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live." But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm -hmm. And I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, through our works, through our actions, then Christ died in vain. Talk about a powerful statement there. So, you see, when when people generally are talking in, in religious circles, talking from a a perspective of self and they start talking about how they want to dedicate their lives to God, Uh, they're they're usually talking about the flesh. The flesh profits nothing. Paul talking about the life that he lives here in the the body when he was talking about that here in Galatians chapter 2, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So uh, it's all about his life we died. He replaced that deadness, that, that, that life that, that had no life, with a resurrected life. Uh, he poured himself into us, and that's who we now are, in spite of whatever emotions or physical weaknesses we may go through from time to time. Uh, he has placed his life in our innermost being, and that's what we live out of now. Uh, a lot of people just don't realize it. Yep, that's the life that we have now. The old life, as we talked about last week, the old life that we had in Adam, and that's the life that God found fault with. That's the life that there was. There were blemishes, there were spots. Uh, the life that we had in Adam, that wasn't ever going to be acceptable to God. And so the good news, of course, that God didn't just leave us in that condition. Uh, but rather than rather than leave us in that condition and just say, well, too bad. Um, they're just never going to measure up, and uh, I'm going to be, se- you know, they're going to be separated from me forever. He just did it, the most awesome thing, the most wonderful thing, in sending the Son, Jesus Christ, uh, to die on the cross, so that we could uh, 
that old us that wasn't acceptable to God. And even even in the old covenant, they had animals, sacrifices. They had all kinds of sacrifices and offerings to try to atone for sins. And even those things were only temporary, and they only covered sin for a little while. But what happened in Christ Jesus, and this is what is just so awesome, what happened in him is that it was a perfect sacrifice once for all. It was a once-for-all sacrifice uh, something that the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do, something that we couldn't do on ourselves through our strivings and efforts. And so now we get to rest in this brand new life that we have in Christ because it's been given to us as a gift, and uh, there's no struggling or striving or, or trying to wash ourselves and try to make us clean because God has already cleansed us, made us clean for all eternity through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if through the blood of Jesus Christ he's made us clean for all time and eternity and forgiven, then what's this thing about confession of sins? Do we need to confess our sins? Do you confess your sins? <laughs> you confess all of them. <laughs> well, we'll take a look at this confession of sins thing uh, next week right here on Growing Grace, discussing whether or not we need to confess all our sins or perhaps as the church taking this one little verse out of context. That's coming up next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.